and welcome back to The Latecomers. I'm Amity. I'm Lemuel. And we welcome you to Australia, the land down under that doesn't exist. It does not exist. It's a conspiracy. A conspiracy? It's... The it's, likes of which you've never known. It's the greatest conspiracy <laughs> that's ever been... Uh, the public's ever been faced with. Holy cow. So, in doing research on this movie... And on the continent of Australia, which does not exist. We found this flat earth uh, co-conspiracy. How do you know that the earth isn't flat? Uh, because it's round. Well, what if when you're looking at it from space... Don't do this. I don't want to do this disc. at all. I don't want to. Okay. Well, yeah, because that's a how three disc. dimensions and two dimensions work. Okay. Go ahead. Flat earthers say things like, all around the globe we're coming together, and I can't. I can't. I can't with flat earth. But apparently there is a hoax. Hi, everyone. This is hoax chat. (laughs) This is the hoax corner of our show. Hoax corner. That's right. So doing research on Australia and earlier this year, um, I remember uh, when I listened to a podcast called The Egg a Day, hosted by Yeah, Good Day. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said the egg a day, like it's the like, egg a day. Yes, it's like one the dairy, egg like the dairy podcast, right? Day. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> so I was like, oh, there's another one there there's about the... eggs. Okay, no. So it's called the egg a day, and it is hosted by two lovely people who are allegedly in and from Australia, but apparently Australia is a hoax perpetrated by Britain. Uh, as a pretense to kill 162,000 prisoners, and it is being, uh, it is still being perpetrated even today by plane pilots and all the actors on random islands or hollowed out parts of South America. So then the idea is when you take a flight to Australia, you don't go to Australia. You actually Australia go to an island somewhere. Some island somewhere. That's I don't know, something... I don't, is Australia an island? Because Australia's that might be the island the that they're right? actually... Yes, but also an island. Well, every every large land mass is an island, but... Yeah, I think the island that these people are being brought to is Australia? Well, uh, so the, the, the conspiracy is that 166,000 criminals... 162,000. 162,000 criminals Summarily murdered by the British government, yeah, they rather were than being... By, by sending them to Australia. Yes, where everything is pointy and poisonous. Right. It's like, okay, I, I, I'm not sure exactly how that works, but then I'm not going to conspiracy theories. We don't... I don't understand. It just seems like a lot of extra work in your life to believe conspiracy theories. <laughs> like... That just seems exhausting well, to me. It's willing suspension of disbelief. I, 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 therefore, I don't believe in Australia. I, I, it's a little bit bananas. So, hi, everyone. Hello. We're talking about Australia because we watched Australia. We wa- well, not the continent, if it exists. The movie. The movie, Australia. We watch movies on this okay. show. And neither of us were excited about it. We're, we we no. may have put on a brave face. No, I didn't put on a brave face. I was a whiny, whiny brat about it. I did not want to see this movie at all. But it was real fun, y'all. Actually, it turns <laughs> I, I will be the first. Mea culpa. I, it was actually a good movie. I was surprised. 
I don't know that it was a good movie, but it was a fun it's, movie. It was a good movie for me. It stretched back to adventure films, these sort of big romance things like Green Dolphin Street. That, yeah, you know, it's, a, it's an epic for sure. We've got to um, note that this is a Baz Luhrmann film, so he... Which I've never seen before. I've never seen any of his films. To take liberties. You've never seen I've Moulin never Rouge? Seen, no. I what? think I might be in shock right why, now. Why would I? How have you never seen Moulin Rouge? Are there Rouge? any dinosaurs or dancing girls? There are dancing are girls. It takes place in the Moulin Rouge. Oh, you I know what they're famous for? Dancing girls. Yeah, well. I'm going to need to watch Moulin Well, maybe next week's episode of Moulin <laughs> no, Rouge. No, 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 no. I think, I think it might be. The, the, I don't know. It, it was a beautiful to look at movie. This so was. this movie is beautiful. Uh-huh. This movie is ballsy, and here's why this movie is ballsy. This movie was a whole-ass movie with a whole-ass another movie on the Mm -hmm. back end of it. This is a Western followed by a war movie in almost equal measure. Right. We got an hour and 45 minutes in, there Uh was a happy ending. The movie was done. And not happy with having a happy ending because this is Australia. Because I was like, I don't feel like that was a whole... The whole time, so right. there's going to be a little bit more. I hit pause because I think bathroom break needed to happen, mm. and there was an hour left. It was incredible. The balls on this man, this man being Baz Luhrmann. Uh, oh, I thought you meant uh, <laughs> Hugh Jackman because his balls were very much in evidence in this film. Mm, I didn't see balls. Abs, though. Maybe Abs just, for this days. Is a film, I'm not exactly sure what to call it because it's not the female gaze. Hey, folks, it's if you want to see Hugh Jackman looking damn good sans shirt, this is the movie for you. What would you call it without, you know, because I'm always worried about using the incorrect term and being ancient and a dinosaur. It's wonderful. What do you mean, what would I call <laughs> no, it? But when we see uh, your, okay, the difference between Wonder Woman, right? Patty uh-huh. Jenkins, Wonder Woman, and Justice League, Ugh. is it just, which is... A, a fun movie. I made a sound, and I have not seen the movie. Um, he says I've seen the movie. I haven't seen the, seen the, the movie. One, and you were sleeping. I was apparently. asleep. Um, but the difference between Wonder Woman and Justice League is that Wonder Woman is directed by a woman, and it's not full of the male gaze. Yes. Whereas in Justice League, there are there two are seasons shots where we're just watching um, Gal Gadot's ass in right. a hallway well, she's for walking no reason. Into a scene, and we're following her at hip level from behind. That's For no reason. Why? And she's wearing leather pants. So I do understand that complaint. And also, the the Amazon women in Justice League tend to wear bralettes instead of, you know, armor, which was oh, kind of... Oh, that's fitting. Ooh, so, this is why I don't want to be awake during this movie. Anyhow, so the idea is that this is the male gaze turned on her, as opposed to before, where it was she was one of a group of women, and they're all women, and now it's... They're looked at, or they're filmed mm. as though they're human beings and not sex objects. So Hugh Jackman is a sex object in this movie. Uh, yep. He doesn't even have a real ass name. He doesn't he have is a name. What he <laughs> is. He is what he does. His name, name, I'm using quotes. These are air quotes. These are like people's. little tyrannosaur hands, by the way, that she's doing. Is Drover. Jurassic what does he does? Enmity. What does he does? He droves. <laughs> so his name is Drover. Drove, At no the, point does he get a name. Which is the past tense of drive, I think. No. I think it is. No. Or maybe it's just Australian. Sort of, but different. So, yeah, so I'm going, what, what do you call this? Because all through the movie I'm going, I am seeing so much Fan of Fan service, I think is what you n- call it. Naked or almost naked throughout this movie. There's a fight. 
there's a mm. fight going on in our house. Between Piggy, Emily and I about whether or not we should be seeing naked men on television. More naked men, less naked women. Or <laughs> hey, wait a second. You've had plenty. And more no. naked men does not negate No, it doesn't negate the, naked the history women. of naked mm. women. So I say more dick. <laughs> Something that will I will never say, but I agree with your right for more dick. Can we at least get equitable dick? Well, I don't even need full frontal male right, nudity. It's I need to see less of you and McGregor's. But he really likes to show it off. <laughs> he does. And it's Him like... and Kevin Bacon are like, look at it. <laughs> right. I just look at like... it. They're and like I'm these... like, I don't want to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> the guys who walk around the shower room naked at the Y, that's kind of what they look like to, or they feel like to me, like these guys who are just, I, I'm here. Yes. Or, I'm pretty sure Kevin Bacon has a thing in his contract where if he's going right. to do nudity, his dick well, is going to make a fucking I was surprised by... Entrance. This is very sweary, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Watching. This is our Thanksgiving episode, <laughs> and we're going to talk heavily about dick, Wa- watching... Uh, a Room with a View, which was a PG-13 movie, and there's a scene where three naked men are running around taking a bath, or bathing, as they call it. It's not a sexual scene, so I don't it's see anything wrong scene. with that. And then they're horseplay, and they're knocking each other around and pushing each other in the pond. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess it really depends, as you're saying, in context, when there's a naked person mm-hmm. or a naked And you man. don't ever see... Hugh Jackman is never nude in this. No. But he is... Sort of portrayed as a very a hypersexualized character. Yeah. Well, you see him bathing. Yeah. A the lot. first thing <laughs> that you really funny. see of him, he's he very is, clean in this film. <laughs> he is. I actually, that's a thing I was actually going to say at the very end. Uh-huh. The after all that they've been through, there is a scene wherein everyone looks filthy except him. His hair has never looked better. I don't know what is going on. <laughs> I'm just like, damn, dude. Well, he's okay. So we should probably get to the film because okay. we're, we're not even explaining what the movie is about. So this movie, all that we know so far is that there might be dick. We we mentioned last week. You mentioned last week. Uh-huh. Would there be Aboriginal people in this movie? Yes, and this is my favorite and part of it. I had not ever known anything about this movie, and except that I knew it was by a white director, and I knew that it starred Hugh Jackman and Nicole Kidman. And so I thought it was entirely plausible that the native peoples of Australia would not be in the movie, talked about anything. Uh, I was very wrong. Mm-hmm. See, because I did not know because I had not seen the movie. Well, we had just seen A Cry in the Dark, which yes. is in Australia. Which has peripheral Aboriginals. Very peripheral. So this actually opens with sort of a warning to Aboriginal people who might be watching the movie uh, that there are images of now deceased Aboriginal people that they may have known, which you had mentioned might be like a spirit, mm-hmm. like a like they're a, an equivalent of a ghost. Right. Um, and in the movie, they do discuss that once someone has died, they don't say their name anymore. Uh, I don't know if that is accurate, but I think it probably is uh, to the culture. And so it opens with that. And then we have a scene in uh, almost a patois mm-hmm. uh, narrated by Nulla, who is a young half-Aboriginal, half-white 
boy. There are some terms that are probably to Aboriginals really offensive. Yeah, I'm... That are used a lot. Well, yes. And it's just, I'm, just to get it out of the way. Yes. They're referred to, they refer to themselves as blackfellas. Blackfellas and whitefellas. Right. That is how that people are referred to. And that doesn't offensive to itself, maybe? I don't right. Know. I don't know that I should be going around calling right. people I'm, this. I, I, yeah. It's just, but it's he says that he doesn't fit in either of those worlds. worlds because he's what we would call a half-caste. Well, it's what they call right. half-caste. I know, but it's, it's a term that would be used here. I don't know used. that we would use a term with caste in it. Oh, no, we did in, um, in the South. In places like Louisiana, you still have that term. Well, I'm going to still say now we're not going to be um, using but, that term. Uh, and this does this starts in 1939. Uh, uh, we get a little overage of bad shit happen. Well, there's a day that lives in infamy in 1941, December 7, 1941, after Pearl Harbor is attacked. Uh, the Japanese then attack. Australia, mm-hmm. and then we go back two years, and we have this um, this opening by Nulla, who describes he's fishing with his grandfather, who is like, a, like they refer to him as a witch doctor. He gets referred to a lot of ways as King a George. magic man. Mm-hmm. Um, he is an elder, elder for sure. Yeah, yeah. in the um, in the bush. And uh, he sees a white man get killed. We don't know who that is at this point. And we don't know how. And we don't him. know who killed him. Mm-hmm. It's it's presented as though his grandfather says, "You need to hide, and these people need to die," as though he is the one who killed that this person. But we don't know that. Um, because he's under the water and the the dead body sort of falls towards him through the water. He doesn't see what happens out in the world. And then we see a crazy white woman <laughs> coming up to the house where he lives. Uh, and then we sort of cut back and see who this crazy white woman is. It's Nicole Kidman. No. A native Australian. Well, no. She's born in Hawaii, but raised in Australia, and she has to put on an English accent for this whole movie. This is now <laughs> for my history with Nicole Kidman started when I saw a movie called Dead Calm years and years and years ago with Herman Sam Neill, and um, I forget his name now. Um, but anyhow, it doesn't matter. And um, all three of these actors were astounding in this film. It's not a film for everybody because there's, it's it, it's a suspense thriller about Sam Neill and uh, Billy Nicole Zane. Kidman, Billy Zane. There we go, trying to recover their marriage after the loss of a kid, and they take a. a I think that ride. she's done that movie like six times. I feel like. But and then taking on Billy Zane on the boat, who may or may not be a, a mass murderer. Um, Probably he's Billy Zane. But. He's ninety percent of the time a mass murderer. The performances and the way they try to get around each other and try not to provoke this killer, and it's a really good suspense movie. It's very unpleasant at times. That's a, a warning. But I saw her in that movie. I just wanted. I'll never her. watch it because you know who I don't like. Who? Nicole Kidman. Well, I didn't know who she was, and when she started blowing up as an actress, I was 
kind of disappointed that she was doing dumb stuff like Batman when she really, it was beneath her. And I really, um, so there are times where I'm like, I don't really want, you know, care for her. But this is a movie that made me appreciate why I liked Nicole Kidman because she is so, she is so silly in this film. She makes an absolute. She does make a fool of herself in this movie. Herself big into breaking. She there's a lot of this very ice princess um, image that she has or ice queen image. There's a lot of very exaggerated screaming mm-hmm. on her behalf. Um, a lot I, of broad comedy. A lot of broad com- comedy. So I appreciated that she would do that. Right. I still don't. I don't believe her in anything I've ever seen her in. She is very fragile, mm-hmm. brittle seeming to me and i don't believe any did you, emotion she's ever tried to did you act. feel that way watching her here though that she was yes, doing a brittle thing I'm ta- to me yes. it's sort of yeah i didn't feel that way, but, i yeah. that is just i don't care for her i am very curious to see her new movie destroyer it's the first thing that i've ever seen her in and i've only seen the trailer of course where i'm like oh that's a human being on the screen. Mm-hmm. Typically, I'm like, oh, that's a porcelain doll on the screen. Well, I had the exact opposite. When I saw the trailer for that film, I didn't think there's a human being on the screen. I thought, you know, somebody should get her to a priest quickly. She does not look... She, she looks like looks, a normal person. She doesn't look possessed. She, the, okay, well, you'll decide, audience. Anyhow, <laughs> going back to the film. So... She is playing Lady Sarah Ashley, who flies from Britain to Australia to make her husband sell the failing cattle farm that they own, cattle ranch that they own. Uh, She is picked up by Hugh Jackman's character after he gets done fighting. Several Uh, men in a bar. Several men in a bar, because he is... The most virile man on earth. That's kind of the... Well, no, that's not. That has nothing to do with why he's fighting. Well, I mean, he's <laughs> fighting because everyone calls him basically an N-word lover. I mean, well, that's basically what they say. Yes, also they're like you're basically right. black to us because you, you love them and right. you, you know, whatever. And you can't be served in this bar. And he rightfully beats the living shit out of everybody who says that to him. Um, and. Her stuff gets all destroyed. Mm-hmm. Her her under things are strewn about the street because they're, they're, her suitcases were used as weapons. Uh, and then he gets she gets in his truck and they proceed to drive for two days or three days or something like that. To meet her husband. From Darwin mm-hmm. to the ranch. And... At the first night, this is when we see him, yeah, basically pouring water over himself, and he's shirtless, and he's definitely prepping for a Wolverine situation because, <laughs> good lord, <laughs> it's dumb what his body looks like. I'm just like, what? Nobody needs no, to look like this. What we should be saying is that uh, Nicole Kidman is going to, or Lady Sarah, Lady is going Sarah. to go meet her husband who has a large ranch there. Apparently her and her husband have been separated for a while. Well, Not because legally. he's been there working. Right. She believes that he's out there fulfilling his animal urges with the local She women. thinks that he is fooling around on her and um, it's just being 
uh, stubborn mm-hmm. as so as not to sell this piece of land. And the, who the person who wants to purchase the piece of land is a cattle baron. Um, who owns all of the other right. land. His name is uh, Carney. Carney. And Carney is played by Brian Brown, who is the Australian actor. Yeah, he's in like three and a half minutes of this movie. Because he's got henchmen to do this work. If you make a movie in Australia, he should be in the film. Okay. That's that's what everyone... I mean, all these actors are Australian, you know. They, the a contingent of Australian actors that appear in films made about Australia all the time. Oh, uh, gotcha. So she gets... They finally get to the Fairway Downs. That's the name of the ranch. And she walks in, even though Drover says you shouldn't go in there because he sees... Uh, fires burning and people being upset, and he knows what what this means. Uh, and she goes in and finds the body of her husband on the dining room table. So that's fun. He was a character who was killed in the beginning of the film. Yes, with a Aboriginal spear mm. through his chest. Now we find out later that it's, it's a glass-tipped spear. It's not an Aboriginal a decorative spear. spear. It's decorative. Uh, decorative reconstruction of an Aboriginal spear, but we don't know that at the time. So, the uh, and they say that it was done by King, King George, George. Mm-hmm. who is Nala's grandfather, this elder that we were speaking of earlier. So, <sighs> this movie is very long. So let's break it down real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the head guy, the head, the man that is running the ranch is working for Carney. Surprise, surprise, he's fucking engaged to Carney's daughter. So, yeah, he's working for Carney. And he's shepherding un- unbranded cattle mm-hmm. across the river and basically giving them to Carney, thereby weakening uh, Ashley's herds. Right. And he also has basically... Uh, he did this weird thing where he basically put a stopper in their well. He stopped, like he put a plug in the windmill that runs the well, thereby saying, there's no water here. Like, everything's destroyed. The, just sell your farm, even though your competitor is only offering like one-sixth of the price. Uh, You should just do it and get out. So he's working... Right, he's he's double dealing, and she inside. knows it immediately, mm-hmm. and it's like you're fucking fired. And well, so Nola also, uh, Nola says he's lying. Him. Yeah, and Nola has a relationship because he's the child of this man. He is, which is never, um, it's never. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, he, this man, whose name is. Fletcher, Neil Fletcher, mm-hmm. he never acknowledges that Noah is his child, but it's clear that Noah is his child with the, like, basically the maid right. of Who we this see, farm. Like, he, we see him kick her out of bed in the morning. Yeah. And, and beat her. Right. Uh, and so he is, has been told to stay quiet or I'm going to beat your mother. Lady Sarah goes ahead and fires him, and as a spiteful last move, he lets the cows out of the pit. Because he's kind of, he's a great villain for this film because he's just, there's nothing beneath him. He He feels very much like an Iago. Yeah. Like he's always second and he's not sure why and he's mad about it. He uh, he doesn't want um, the cattle baron, uh, what's his name? Carney. 
Carney to find out that he has an Aboriginal child, so he keeps quiet about it. Right. Because he's trying to marry Connie's daughter, and they won't have any of that. Yeah. And then he's also, the way he sucks up to him is ridiculous. You know, stealing right. the cattle, uh, plaguing the farm. And yeah. He's just, there's something like really like he's insufficient as a human being. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and, it really does feel like a And it, it, cr- it does create an interesting villain in that there's nothing that he won't do. Yeah, no, he does some fucking heinous shit. Right, and that's, yeah, that's why I I liked him as a villain, because it's just like, I don't know what he's going to do. He could do anything. Yeah, so Drover finally shows back up, and is like, where are the cows? And (laughs) she's like, um, so I fired that dude, and he totally let the cows out. And he's like, well, you've really done fucked me, because now I'm not going to get another job droving. The whole point was to drove or heard, heard these animals, these animals yes. to back to where they came from at the beginning, Darwin, mm. um, to put them on the army ships because the army is going to... Is, is looking for beef. Looking for beef for their... Um, for the soldiers fighting mm. in World War Two. Right. We did it. I got the right one. Now, Drover is World War One veteran himself. Yes, yes. Yeah, so that's... Um, a, and we find out that he had an Aboriginal wife and child... And they were both killed while he was gone. Uh, another complicating factor that they do talk about is Nulla is constantly being endangered by the sheriff coming around, basically, mm-hmm. and trying to take him to the mission school right. to uh, assimilate him. Well, they believed... and. That uh, it was it was an actual government program that didn't end until 1971. Three, three, that you could assimilate them into society and essentially breed the Aborigine out of them. Out of them, yeah. By having them marry low class whites who are willing mm-hmm. to marry half caste Aborigines. But it's stealing their kids, kids right. from their families, with the, with the explanation that Aboriginal mothers stopped thinking about their kids like three minutes after they're out of their right. sight. I mean, they, it's disgusting. Their opinion was that they were more or less animals. Not even animals. Animals care for their children. But, um, yeah, the, the, we should mention the other film, Rabbit Proof Fence, which is just about this subject. Yeah. About children being taken but from But this is very, that's a very strong theme. Yes, it is. And I'm surprised that, and I was talking to you about this later, is that we don't, in Westerns here in this country, we rarely have a Western starting by being narrated by an Indian. Yeah. And we don't discuss things like that here. I thought it was really brave of the movie to start with Aborigines. Yeah. And start with their version of our, of the story of the West or the story of European Yeah, European there. people, yeah. So Drover's like, well, we don't have enough people. Mm-hmm. At the very least, I need seven. And we've got like two. <laughs> he has two aboriginals that are worth him. One of them we found out is his brother-in-law. Right. Um, and the other is probably a cousin. It's probably related as right. well, but we don't know for sure. Um, then they talk, then they bring in Daisy and, oh, Daisy's mom, who I can't remember her name, but that's Nella's mother and grandmother, who are the, basically the housewomen mm-hmm. of the ranch. And they've done droves before because some drovers bring 
Aboriginal women with them, treat them like drovers Same during the day, right? And use them for comfort at night. So that's there's a lot of horrible things yeah. that this movie talks about, and again, I and just, in a very straightforward fact, way, way, yeah. It's not like, like you know, we're not clutching our pearls. This nope. is just the way that these can you live. believe it? Nope. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because they both say we can ride, we can do this, mm-hmm. and he knows why and explains to Sarah why. Sarah now has some experience with show horses. horses. <laughs> so she volunteers herself, and she basically talks him into, and then Null is going to come, and and even Flynn. though he's only a half. Um, and then Flynn, the alcoholic accountant. The accountant is the one that sort of shows her everything. He, he's like, I have this book, which Fletcher told me to keep for your husband, and this book, mm-hmm. which Fletcher told me to keep for Carney. So here we are. Right. <laughs> like, And that's when she fires him. Fires Fletcher. Fires Fletcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Drover doesn't want Flynn to come because he thinks only bad things can happen with a drunk on the on the ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the Drover's law that they don't drink and drove. No drinking and droving. <laughs> oh, God, no. He did it. <laughs> no, no, no. Nope, it's the best thing I've ever said. So um, so they're, st- they're like practicing, and he agrees because he had said that his goal, like his life's dream, mm-hmm. was to breed one of the wild horses right. with a thoroughbred. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I will give you my thoroughbred to do that. Now, originally when he mentioned this to the drover to... Miss Sarah, she was in the impression that he was hitting on her. He thought that she was, yes, um, referring to himself as the wild wild horse horse and her as as the thoroughbred. And he was really just talking about horses. (laughs) It was animal husbandry related. It was, she has, when she starts out, she is a narrow-minded English woman with a dirty mind, frankly. And doing a lot of, (gasps) yes. What? My stars! And then... Because <laughs> she loves screaming. She screams a lot. And as the film goes on, she actually becomes somebody that you sort of... I don't know if you did, but you, you the, kind of I respect. like the character more and more. Right. Uh, once again, I can't with Nicole Kidman. But um, while they're working out, while they're practicing, and they're getting all the cows back, because mm-hmm. the cows are all over this giant ranch now, the police come again. And Nulla hides with his mom in the water tower. And they turn on the water. And Nulla watches his mother drown, basically. Yeah. Which is super terrible. A, they're down one. (laughs) Like, they needed more people. Uh, And then... B, this kid has lost everything. His grandfather's on the run. His dad, who everyone knows is his dad, has disowned him, basically, just won't acknowledge him. And now his mom is dead. And Sarah, we find out later, can't have children, and she feels very maternal towards him. Right. And she doesn't start out that way. She starts out sort of fearing the idea that she's going to have to deal with a child. Yes. But he, like, can pull his weight. He's a smart little kid. And he might be a magician, like... Yes, there's this this theme through it that he can sing 
people to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the original August Rush. Mm. <laughs> I Caveat, I have not seen August Rush, but I have seen the commercial for August Rush, where it seems like a child plays an instrument, people appear, and he's like, I made it happen with my music. Well, no, that, that, that's a common belief, even in the, the, the Pacific Islands, that you could uh, hunt animals by calling them to you. Um, yeah. So, yeah, at the beginning of the film, as a matter of fact, he's calling a fish. He's being taught by King George how to call fish to him. Yes, yeah. To catch them. So like Ernie becomes... did. Here, fishy, 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 fishy. <laughs> well, it becomes kind of a theme in this film, or not kind of a theme. It's a theme. That straddling both worlds, that he might be a magician. Like not, a Magician is just a, a, a diminutive term for what King George is. Right. Because King George really represents Australia. Right. Old Australia. Yes. Um, and so... He might he's be, a magic man, and he right. thinks he's a magic man, too. Yeah. King George is a magic man, and Noah is a magic man, too. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So they're, they all head out, sans his mother. Um, Flynn has kicked the rum habit, and they go together and start herding the cattle. And because... What they want to do is break the monopoly. Right now, Carney mm-hmm. has a monopoly on the army and or on the beef sales in all of Australia thing. because 98% of the beef is going to the army right now. And if they can get there before the contracts are signed, they can undercut Carney. All they have to do is say, I've got 1,500 head of cattle. Pay me 20% less than what he's going to take. Right. And then the monopoly is broken. And other people may, can maybe come in. Um, or they can at least get money back to rebuild up Fairway Downs, which is the name of the ranch. Uh, if Or she can sell it at what it's actually worth instead of this to, markedly deflated right. price that Carney has you know, pushed her into. So they, they, they're droving. And then Carney basically is like, I can't have it. And Fletcher is like, I got this. And then Fletcher lights some fires and murders some motherfuckers. Right. He starts fires that cause the cows, or the, I guess they're cows, Mm -hmm. to stampede. Right. Um, And Flynn is taken down. This is a kind of a harrowing scene. It's really, because they're running towards a cliff and Mm -hmm. Flynn and Nella are on horses trying to turn the herd away from the cliff so that they don't just running right. just over and the side of this cows horse, and cows like go over, over the, the side, it's which just, is upsetting. Flynn's horse is hobbled. He hits the ground and then the stampede, you know, stampedes The worst part of it is over he's him. not killed by the stampede. No, and then he we have to... mushed oh. like a guyette. Yeah, he's in badge. At, like every... Every bone in his body yeah. is broken at this Every, point, right? He goes, and he's like, "You have to." <laughs> right. There's there's emergency rum under the under the cooks. Oh, that's the other thing we haven't talked about the cook. They also have a cook with them, like a like a cattle like a mm-hmm. wagon train. Mm-hmm. Cookie, as he used to be called in Western. Yes, he's a Chinese man, and his name is Sing Song. And yes, that's racist. <laughs> There's, I don't even need to ask. Uh, there, there's just, yeah, there's there's some things in this movie, um, and later on when we are introduced to the Japanese, we don't really see us, uh, we don't have any... There are no Japanese characters. Characters, but 
Uh, yes, the the you you do not hear them ever refer to the Japanese without using the term Jap. Mm-hmm. So there's that now, too. They are currently being invaded by these people, so mm-hmm. there's malice. Right, but yeah, sing song I, I is there's, rough. There's still malice. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, no. The Australians may not be uh, imaginary, mm-hmm. but. There is a cultural racism that they need to deal with. Right. Yes, we Americans do too. I'm not forgiving or excusing. So they're able to continue after Flynn. They all drink a little they of the rum. He apologizes. They dance a little. And by dance, we mean they kissy kissy. Have a little drink. <laughs> Make a so little this love. is where Sarah and <laughs> Drover kiss. I don't think they do anything other than No, they kiss. don't, because uh, they're interrupted by Nola. Who's Nola's just like, like, what are you doing down there? <laughs> and they're like, dancing. It's the fox <laughs> right. You're too young. Cock blocker. Um, <laughs> he's a child. <laughs> Curious and he's child. nosy. <laughs> so they get to Darwin, and they basically call in through the window. Mm-hmm. Oh, because they go through basically no man's land. They go through a part of the... Um, the Never Never. The Never Never. They go through a part of the outback where there's no sort thing, of indication because where to go. Fletcher, the jerk, has poisoned the water holes along the trail. So. That's right. Oh, yeah. And they hadn't had mm. any water and they needed water. The only water is that way, three days. But that way, three days could leave you wandering the desert because for the 40 never years. Never, it's like the uh, Namibia or something, parts of the, the African desert where there's no landmarks, where the, there's yeah. sand dunes that shift and change. Yeah. And so the only person who can get you through is one of the Aborigines. And King George, who I, I'm of the opinion that King George is watching Nola the whole time. I think so. He's trying to um, culture him yeah. as a magic person. Mm-hmm. And he leads them across the desert. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so up until this point, we cut to civilization, quote unquote, where uh, in the Darwin, Darwin, yeah, where everyone's talking about, oh, we've seen, we've heard stories about air, you know, people passing in air, airplanes or something over the, the landscape and seeing their dead bodies in the desert and right. so and so. Yeah, you don't make it out, right? And then no, they're alive and well, and they get through. Nicole and Kidman has her first she, sweat stains. She yes, and she yells through the window, "Whatever you're selling, you know, whatever you're, we'll, we'll, we've got fifteen hundred head." For twenty percent less than what he's selling you, and they're like, "We already signed the contract," and they're like, "The contract's not good until the cows are on the ships." Mm-hmm. And so then there is a rush through the streets of right. Darwin to get the cows on the ships. And Fletcher is literally, and again, stops he's at nothing. Fully willing to just murder everyone in, in the, the middle of, the... of right. The street. In, he in broad care. daylight, throws himself in the middle of the gangplank to try to stop the, the... And, of course, Nicole Kidman whaps him in the face with a riding crop, which is what she does. This is her move, riding yeah. crop move. Well, if you've got it in your hand, it's a good right, weapon. Well, there you go. Um, and so they did point, it. They live happily ever after. <laughs> For two years. And then that's the movie literally, that's, all over again. That's an hour and 45 minutes in. We've watched an entire movie. Right. They basically take Nella in. Drover is allowed, like, is allowed to. I shouldn't say that. Drover droves in the summer, <laughs> but when it rains, he's home. He's with her. They're uh-huh. together. Uh, There's a joke about a billabong in there somewhere. I don't know what to say. 
then uh and we see like headlines of newspapers kind of going by as time goes by mm. fletcher guess what marries carney's daughter and then on a hunting accident uh gets gets carney killed by a crocodile yes. and then takes over carney's empire shoves him into crocodile infested waters and he's eaten by it's a, a terrible a croc. crocodile accident and how often do you get to say that Feels Crocodile. like a very Dick Cheney thing. <laughs> right. He accidentally shot his friend in the face. Oh, right. accidentally, huh? <laughs> okay. So he was in the way. There was a reptile and uh, things happened. <laughs> yes. But mind and you, um, Fletcher has one of the characteristics of his characters. He walks around in these crocodile boots, you know, so I wonder if there's... He does he, walk around in crocodile boots. Some kind of relationship between him and, and other lower forms of life that live in swamps. And... Um, it's established clearly that he is Nala's father mm-hmm. and that he killed Lady Sarah's husband. Right. Um, because we discover that the spear that went through her husband's heart was a decorative spear from Lady Sarah's own mantelpiece. Yes. Yeah. Right? It's just missing there. And he comes in and he's like, oh, that's a nice set. You seem to be missing one. Right. Um, yeah, so. And he's threatening her. He still wants her... Land. He wants her land and he wants her cows. He wants her to get the fuck out, basically. Right. Um, and Nella wants to go on a walkabout. And she's against this. She doesn't want this basically 10-year-old boy to wander around in the outback by himself. Everything in the outback is designed to kill you. Yep. Including, like, everything. The everything. sun. All of the things. I've seen a walkabout. I've seen it on TM, TCM. <laughs> They're not walking. I have, I saw it in school. Now here's the great part. The actor who is the teenage boy in Walkabout is King George. Is King George? It's the same actor. He is consistent. a <laughs> Aboriginal actor, writer, and actor mm-hmm. who is in all the big ones. He's also in Rabbit Proof Fence. Right. He's he is in, a major. We're going to watch him in a kind of almost horror film, The Last Wave that Peter Weir, the is other... Is he in that as well? Yes, he's... Because it's about, yeah. Aborigine. And so, um, yeah, so it was really great seeing him again going, God, yeah, he's one of those noble windswept faces that you see that looks like a landscape in itself. But he... Well, they're sort of fighting about it because she doesn't want him to go. Mm-hmm. He gets scooped up by the authorities and taken out to the Mission Island, right. which is on the very north... It's North of Darwin, it's the like the very northmost point, basically. Yeah. I guess what's further north than that? Uh, Japan. Japan, <laughs> right? So he's taken there. This is this this is the stolen generations mm-hmm. um, storyline, sort of. Sarah wants to adopt him, uh, so she goes up and stays in Darwin. Mm-hmm. Now, meanwhile, she's had basically a fight with Drover where she's like, I said that you could go half the year and stay half the year, but I need you to actually stay. And he's like, I need my freedom. And then he leaves. There's a very silly, (laughs) almost forced line in the conversation between Noah and the Drover where the suggestion is if he doesn't drove, he's no longer a man. Yeah. And that that bit felt very kind of forced and sort of like, you know, kind of this well, to be fair, his only name is Drover, well, so maybe that's right. <laughs> Saying yes, he's, he ceases to exist. He droves, no therefore that. he is. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so the idea is that she's trying to control everything by keeping uh, 
Nola from going to the dangerous, dangerous outback and keeping Drover there. And keeping her with him, Mm -hmm. or him with her, because she knows that the place is dangerous as well. Um, But he's taken, she goes up to Darwin and is working as a radio operator as the war is escalating, and she's to keep an eye on him, to be closer to him, and to do the paperwork and things that need to happen for her to be able to adopt him. Uh, And then they evacuate Darwin because the Japanese are coming. They're going to bomb. And they evacuate, but they separate the kids. They separate her from Nala. And the other white women, like Carney's wife and... uh, Fletcher's wife now right. are like she's embarrassing herself as she's standing there like broken hearted screaming that right. you, you're leaving these kids to die because that's what I keep saying that we're putting them in the hands of God up on the island well the island is literally the first thing that's going to get attacked right. it is it's almost like it's a, got a radio a tower yeah and the Japanese would be stupid not to take out the not radio to take tower. it out and like the Japanese them, are not stupid fighters. Like, That's not. They're putting them, and this is what's really infuriating about that scene in the film. They know they're doing it. They're literally putting these kids on a military target. Yes. Because that radio tower tells everyone on the mainland what's about to happen. Yep. And so it's going to be hit first. Yep. And you put these kids there. It's the same thing as putting them on like the, the deck of a destroyer. Yep. They're going to get hit. Yep. There's no question about that. And everyone's looking over the uh, looking and the other way. And she's saying this, uh-huh. and they're like, "No, they're going to be, you know, they'll be taken care of by mm-hmm. God. They were putting in and the, the only God's resistant hands. person. There's one young priest who seems to be resistant to the idea, and he becomes a character later on, or more important character later yeah. on. But but other than that, it's like everyone's okay with looking the other way, and yep. knowing that they're going to get killed. And then there's long scenes of bombings. We right. just Darwin is taken out, the 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 ranch is taken out. The island is taken out, and we don't know who's mm-hmm. where and or who survived. Except for Drover, that's the only one. We, we know so for we sure. come to Drover, and Drover is like, "Oh shit!" Like right. once things are dire, he mm-hmm. goes. He's like, "I gotta go find Lady Sarah." So he goes back to the ranch, mm-hmm. which is the last place that he saw her, and it is gone. And they're like, he says, where, where is she? She wasn't here. She was at this other place. So he goes to the other place, and it is gone. Right. And so he presumes now that she is dead. He's told that she's dead, because if you remember, Lady Sarah and Fletcher's wife, were, they switched shifts. They switched shifts, that's right. So that she could go and take care of her business with the boy. With and, the boy, because the adoption was going right. through the next day. And so what winds up happening is that she's in Sarah's place when it gets bombed. And the presumption is that she's the body there that was... Oh, got you. Okay. And yeah, there's just a... It's a lot going on at this point. And we're two and a half hours in. Mm -hmm. So it's just a lot. So um, then he's like, well, where are the kids? And they're like, we left them on the island. And he is like, that's... First of all, that's fucking heinous. Right. Are you like? Yeah, there's no way that that like, isn't. That seemed is infuriating. And so he's like, "Well, I'm going to go there mm-hmm. to see if there's any way that anyone could have survived." Mm-hmm. And so he goes to the mission school, and miraculously, the, all these kids start coming out. They've 
Nala keeps saying that he can make himself invisible. Like fellow magic. Yes. And these kids have made themselves invisible. They're, they've been in the trees and they were not... I, I can't say that all of them survived, but mm-hmm. there were a bunch of kids right. still alive. And Nala, of course, is one of them. Yay. Because we know his name, so he's going to live. <laughs> um, oh, Sorry. <laughs> that, that sounded wrong. Flynn. Sorry, Flynn. Um, and so he, but he wants to know where Lady Sarah is. Mm-hmm. And um, Jover says, We don't say her name anymore, which is his way of saying that she is dead. Um, and they're trying to pack onto ships that are leaving. Like, the, I, I don't know if they were British ships or Australian ships, but they were taking survivors and moving them away right. from the northern part of Australia, which was being severely uh, was bombed. Right. Um, and he's playing Somewhere Over the Rainbow right. on a harmonica. Now, we should, we should mention There's this. A at, thread. At the There's a thread in this film where he's trying to, originally it starts with him trying to get Lady Sarah to sing. Because yes. Aborigines, there's a song for everything. Yes. And so she starts trying to sing Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Which is a hard song to sing. Which she cannot do. And again, to Nicole Kidman's credit, she sounds abysmal. Like, you know, she literally Which has, is impressive because Nicole Kidman can, can sing. sing. Right, so she's that doing a great job. That is a thing that she is able to do. Who could not carry a tune in her purse. Um and he liked the song. Yeah, he's like, it, you sound funny, but the song is good. Song, well, because it uses a lot of things that mean something to the Aborigines, rainbows yes. and dreams. And, yes. And then when they first bring the cattle to Darwin, yes, he's actually snuck into a theater so he can see they the darken of his they skin, darken his skin so because he, they won't let half-cast right. into the theater. So but he, they will let black kids in. So they put him in blackface. In, they put him up in, like he's in up rafters. in the rafters or whatever. But um, So he won't contaminate the other child. But they like darken him up so right. that he can go and see he's the able movie. To see it and hear the song properly. Yes. What he's playing is the boomerang harmonica left behind by Flynn. Who was teaching him how to play before he was right. heinously murdered by cows. Right. And so, um, yeah, like don't ever look at a cow in a past and think... <laughs> That they'll bitch kill will you. kill me. <laughs> you know, they will. They don't. But uh, but the thing is that so he's playing this and it. She can hear it. She, can she hear hears it. it, and so she runs towards him, and he sees her, and then they hug, mm-hmm. and then everybody hugs, and, and then they all are, live happily ever after. They don't. They well, they do. Mm-hmm. But first, they are going back to the farm. No, I they're going say, back to or, the town. I think. Okay, and. They're just gathering their stuff so that they can figure out what mm-hmm. they're going to do. And then I think they're going to be evacuated, right? right. Still, they're still they're planning to, to be evacuated. The to get, they got all the kids into the truck to get them evacuated. Yeah. They're now getting ready to leave themselves. Yeah. And Nulla is running through the town, and we've got Fletcher back. Fletcher's Fucking back. Fletcher, whose wife is dead mm-hmm. because she traded places with Nicole Kidman at the mm-hmm. uh, radio tower. And everything has been taken from him. Mm-hmm. Super unfair. All the things and he stole from all people, by the way. Because of this half caste child. Right. His child. Which he still has not mm-hmm. admitted to. And he fucking stands out in the middle of the fucking world. Everyone can see him mm-hmm. with a rifle in his hand. 
and he is going to shoot this child dead in the street. And Nullah is running, he's running, I think, towards Drover, mm -hmm. and he's like, nobody can get me, I'm invisible anyway. He doesn't know that he's being targeted, but Sarah sees Fletcher, mm -hmm. and Drover sees Fletcher, and they both just start fucking running towards him. Right. And who else sees Fletcher? Fucking King George. King George, the world's most magical Negro. King George, <laughs> up on a water tower. Right. Who... You see him doing things, and I couldn't tell what he was doing when uh, he was doing them. You hear the gun go. Uh, Drover grabs Noah, and then you see, like, King George finishing whatever he was doing. What he was doing was fucking getting a spear uh, and shooting it through fucking Fletcher as he's standing in the street. The bullet apparently just... Miss, it doesn't go. I was like, somebody got shot, right? right. No, nobody got shot. I was like, I thought maybe Hugh Jackman was going to go down at the end saving a baby. But no, nobody. Apparently, the bullet went wild when the shooter was speared through his midsection. So, yes, he was making a Woomera. Is that what it's? It's what it's called. It is a kind of, there's a version that my people had called the Atlatl. Which is this sort of thing that you fit a spear in and it actually doubles or trebles the force. So like of it's the like a slingshot for a spear. Right. It's a slingshot for a spear and it throws them wild distances and gives them really crazy penetrating power. Well and it worked. It was he was penetrated. Um and then his sorry ass is dead. Finally. And now <laughs> everyone lives happily ever after. Right. The end. The end. So what did you think of it? I liked it way more than I thought I was going to like it. Now, my Baz Luhrmann history is um, I still will listen to sunscreen on occasion. Uh, I have seen Moulin Rouge. Here was me with Moulin Rouge. Okay. It was on, uh -huh. and I wasn't really paying attention. Oh, he's mopey. What, what's wrong, Ulan McGregor? Why are you so mopey? And then we get into, but I didn't, mm -hmm. and he tells you why he's mopey. So here's some spoiler alerts for fucking Moulin Rouge. Okay. He tells you right at the fucking beginning that his love is dead. <laughs> um, but I was like, why is he so mopey? Where do you go from there? Um, back. Oh, all right. 24 hours earlier. It's not, it's longer <laughs> than that, but that's what And happens. there's Jennifer Garner trying to save him. He, but then in her first big number mm -hmm. Nicole Kidman coughs <laughs> there's blood I was like oh, she's got TB she's gonna die I'll watch a movie where Nicole Kidman dies I'm a terrible person hi she's a real human being I don't want her to die in reality she's probably a very nice person uh, that's fine okay. I, I can't all right so but I do like Milan Rouge I like the mm -hmm. music very much it's uh some fucking problematic shit in it, but mm. and I like his version of Romeo and Juliet. You can hate me for that. No, I, I understand. I, I've never <laughs> Romeo and Juliet has never been one of my favorite plays. That's the thing. Uh -huh. It's been done so much right. that I'm like, if you want to do something interesting with it, fucking do that. And I love well, Claire Danes. And I agree. and I love fucking Baby. I was 16 when it came out. Mm. Are you kidding? The shit was made for me. Well, I mean, but. It's like, yeah, watching that, I wouldn't have a problem with it the same way that I don't have a problem with the upteenth version of Hamlet. Right. right. Or the upteenth version of Macbeth. There's certain plays that just get hit all the time. Yeah. 
As I'm like, I know. And as much as I love Hamlet, I have more of a connection to that. Yeah, um, I like what he did with right. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Is it the definitive Romeo and Juliet? Fucking no. Probably not. But that's fine. I don't need a definitive Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. I've read the play six times. Yeah. I'm all set. Make it interesting. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, I've always felt that These are children who are uh, going to die. Like, I, it's not... Well, the, one of my favorite, and I wish to God I could have seen it, Orson Welles' Macbeth. Yeah. Set in Haiti with yeah. actual voodoo drummers. It's right. Like, there's so much do interesting things. You can do, do I like, oh, yes, I do. Uh-huh. I, I like 10 Things I Hate About You. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a version of Taming of the Shrew I'll watch. Absolutely. Right. Oh, it's a great Othello thing. Julia Stiles, why are you in all these movies? <laughs> she <laughs> was in a, theme. She went on a run because wasn't she in a Hamlet too? I think she was in she one of the been. Hamlets. She would make a great Ophelia. She has a cheek. I believe that she um, was in... Uh, maybe the Ethan Hawke Hamlet? I think it was the I Ethan Hawke one. Um, but that was, that's not a modern... Mm-hmm. But I like... Put, put a Shakespeare in a modern... So, High school, I'm on board. Okay, well, okay. Macbeth, Roman Polanski did it, a very traditional coverage of it, yeah. and also very disturbing because it was Roman Polanski. Uh, Orson Welles did a great covering of it, and then so did Kurosawa. Yeah. And so you're looking at these directors mm-hmm. and going, God, you know, there's just so many ways you can take this story. It can be medieval Japan, right. or it can be Scotland, or it yeah. could be, you know. So I, you know, yeah. at 16 especially, and right. that soundtrack was fucking fire. It was so good. Right. It was so good, y'all. It was good. Okay. Well, <laughs> someday I'll watch this film, but not today. So uh, I really, yeah, I like those two. I have not seen his Great Gatsby. Great Gatsby mm-hmm. is not a an IP that I am a fan of. So I just, I don't, I don't want to. But he does overwrought things, and I knew this movie was almost three hours long. Mm-hmm. And it stars Nicole Kidman, who is typically not my favorite, right. as I've been pretty clear about. Right. And I was afraid there was going to be some just rampant racism or whitewashing. <laughs> there, there was. but There was, but it was right. culturally and contextually appropriate. <laughs> Except for Sing Song. There really was no that was a, the guy sing Well, song. I think it was just the... We're not good with Asians either. Right. Like it's it's not just black people. And Sing Song is a, to also is not um, a stereotypical character. He does not. He doesn't really do much. Well, maybe there's one scene where he does something that's very. He's just the cook, right? Talking about how ridiculous all the people around him are, which you're not wrong. Which dude. is the same character that was the cook on Bonanza, you know, right. the Chinese cook who, yeah. So how did I get here? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Why am I so, for these horrible people? But I didn't think I would like it as much as yeah, I Yeah, I enjoyed it a did. lot more than I did. It was a beautiful movie to look at. It is. And the characters were engaging enough. It was like watching a very kind of an old school epic western, like, you know, The Big Country or yeah. one of those. The Big Country, y'all, is my favorite western. If you don't like westerns because you're like, hey, how does anybody get anywhere? Because... There were no maps or roads <laughs> or street signs. How did people not just go, I'm heading to Albuquerque, and then just die in the <laughs> middle of nowhere? That was always my thing with country, right. with Westerns. I was like, how, how, how? They're not all fucking sea captains. Right. Do they all know the sky? What is happening? Big country totally addresses that shit. Right. It's yeah, great. People get lost and they so die. Good. You never see them again. On their <laughs> own land. Like, right. oh. It's, y'all. It's a big country. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's a really good movie, but yeah, I love that movie because it was finally I was like, finally, (laughs) we're talking about this thing because just I don't mind. I like westerns. I don't Uh mind westerns, but growing up when I would watch them, I was like, how? How does anybody get anywhere? And it was how do they not just die next to a cactus when I was a kid? (laughs) Because there were so many western TV shows. And they would just offhandedly say, it's I three, mean, put it's me a, in a town right. and then please, if I, if do, right. I'm tying a rope to myself, <laughs> like they did on in Little House on the Prairie right. when they would like have, to, when it would snow and they'd right. have to go to the barn and they'd tie a rope and like, that's what I, that's what I need. Because, because that's wildness out there and there's no Uber and I can't get back. Characters would say, Marshall Dillon, it's a three-day ride to Laramie. How? Three days where? How do you Uh, measure days? What is a day's ride? Right, exactly. Does a day's ride mean you start, like you ride only in the daytime and at night you're, and for God's sakes, there's all sorts of dangers out there. And that was something else I felt that Lonesome Dove kind of addressed. They did Where people leave home and never come back. (laughs) He went out for something. Right. He was going to bring me sweets. I thought he was going to be back in 17 days. Right. It's like 25 It's been 17 years. months. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah. I guess I'll get married again. Because there was that's that. the other thing. Yeah. It's like, he found another lady 14 or houses that way. You know, and literally. And, and that film also. Or he was murdered. Right. Or he was robbed. Lonesome or he fucking, his horse went over and he fucking is in a ditch somewhere. In that it's the kind of violence they dealt with and things every day is very matter of fact. There's no... Yeah. You know, it's not the horror of what was treated, done to the Aboriginal children. It's just like, oh, this was the culture they lived in and this is what happened. And it's wrong and people yeah. seem to know that it's wrong. I, but I like the way it. that I like that they brought this in with Nala mm. as the main right. um, sort of point of focus and that we had this British woman coming in and going, this is fucked up. Right. Like, why do you all not know that this mm-hmm. is fucked up? Right. Uh, which I think is important. Right. I think it's weird that a, a, an Australian lady was hired to play a British lady. I was like, did she... I wonder if her accent slipped like fucking constantly. That's why they had a nine-month shooting schedule right. because she couldn't fucking stop <laughs> with an Australian accent. You're not Australian in this, you're British. But he gets to talk like his normal self. Why don't I get to talk like my normal self? It must have been hard to do, frankly. I would think it would be hard because yeah. I think that she would probably slip into it because they filmed in Australia. Right. They're surrounded by Australians talking like Australians. And you know she wanted to fucking do that too. So I think her her accent in this is exaggerated. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably why. Right. I think she had to keep she herself is, in a heightened right. British state <laughs> or else she was just going to slip into Aussie. What did you think about this one? I, 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 yeah, I enjoyed it. I did. <laughs> I've been saying that. Anyhow, <laughs> so what was, uh, do you have a recommendation for something new? Something new? Something new. I don't know. You know, I had, I've had that kind of week too. We <laughs> saw a film this weekend, but I'm not really it sure. It was fine. It, that if was you it. like Harry Potter, go ahead. If I, if I, you aren't. If you can stomach looking at Johnny Depp, go ahead. I think, yeah, it's not, I was, my problem was that it was. You know what I'll recommend? Okay, do you want me to finish? Yes. Okay. <laughs> my problem with the movie was that it We was, saw The Crimes of Grindelwald. We should say what the movie was. Well, you said Harry Potter. And yeah, so but. I was assuming people know what it was. 
but I felt like it was overwhelming. The more I think about it, there were just so many special effects. I think a big part of that was yeah. we were extra close this time because right. y'all, our air quality still is the worst in the world. Mm. So they close schools and theaters fill up. Every I went to two movies in two days, and I'm pretty sure both of them were sold out. Yeah. Yeah, and that was it. There was a lot of kids in the theater with us, but I felt what the flaw of the movie was was just the first one I liked very much, the Fantastic Beasts film, right? It was fun. And the second one, this one, just there was so much more plot, and there was all these extra characters that I wasn't familiar with, and there was it just sort of was too much, and I think it would have been better if they split it into two movies, maybe? I don't know. There's going to be like nine of them. I know. So there should have been ten of them, because it was just too I much I don't think there on. was too much. I I did a primer, though, before I went in to yeah, get, like, so here's just, what you need to know going in, because I couldn't remember a lot I really from wanted the first. to go, oh, what, I wanted, what happened to the characters from the first movie that I liked, and then there's them, and there's a half a dozen other people that I wasn't prepared for because Grindelwald is, and then um, Grindelwald was in the first one. He's just Colin Farrell barely. in the first one. Um, and then um, what's his name? The new sorcerer and the Nagini and the. Well, Credence right. was in the first one, but Nagini is a new character. We see Baby Dumbledore. Uh huh. Jude Law looking character. better than he's looked in he's, a long he's time. Doing Orson Welles. That's <laughs> is that what he's doing? <laughs> but um, yeah, there's there's. Um, and then there's uh, the... There's more of it, his brother. Right. Um, I've forgotten the main character's name. Theseus. Newt. Newt's brother. Brother Theseus, Theseus, right? yes. And then Theseus... Theseus's... Theseus' wife? Well, we, we she was in the first one. Right, but she's not a character that got really much more developed than this time. It's sort of like we're in the middle of it, and then you, you have all these people, and you're trying to find out well, what happened to this character? Why are they making this decision? What is? You should so, have done homework before we watched. I know the that, movie. but you shouldn't have to do homework before watching a movie. I mean, if it's, it's not a like sequel. Like I know that you had a friend that was like, "Can I just go see it?" And I'm like, "Uh, uh-uh. no." Because <laughs> no. um, the, the, the thing is, I felt like with the Harry Potter movies, I didn't have to do that. If I saw the last one, I was pretty good with the next one. Um, They're trying to pack way more into this, which right. is interesting because they don't have the framework of there's a thousand pages that you could read yeah. to get the background they don't have that in no, this they don't. Um, so it's, and it was so they do i think they their framework is a little bit more spindly mm-hmm. and they're trying to pack more onto it right it's not surprising i think that that's that's fair but i know that, but you saw another movie is that what you're going to recommend the grinch yes i think it's just called the grinch is it it's the new Grinch movie. The new Grinch movie. I wanted to go see it because I have listened to Smodcast since since it started 10, 11 years ago. I really like Scott Mosher. It's his, I think, directorial mm. debut. That's rad, and I wanted to support it. I also love The Grinch, uh, and I love Benedict Cumberbatch. And so I went when I wasn't feeling very well, and... It made me cry like three times. Oh. But I liked it very much. And I really like Cindy Lou Who. She's a little badass. Okay. So it's a fun, if you, you know, want to watch a cartoon, it's absolutely kid mm. appropriate. Duh. Right. So if you've got a kid that needs I'd to like the, the cat in the hat. Yeah, no. Or the other Grinch, the mm. live action Grinch. No, thank you. No, thank you. I don't want it. I don't like it. But this was fun. I really liked what they did with the music. 
Uh-huh. Uh, and I enjoyed it. Oh, good, good. Also, hey, you guys, there's a new up- new season of The Great British Bake Off that came out this weekend, and I will be finishing it tonight, probably. Maybe tomorrow. I'm very tired. I yeah, made you watch a whole bunch. Yes, yes. We just finished Vegan Week. That, that is it's so nice and lovely, mm. and now I want to make Chelsea buns with chocolate and cherries. Yeah, I, I can't say that I have a recommendation yet. I have one developing. Oh, yeah, we're in the middle of some things. We're in the middle of some things. Most notably, I'm really enjoying... Enjoying? I'm, enjo- I'm tired. Um, <laughs> I am enjoying the new the third season of Daredevil. So far, so good. I fell asleep much. during the last one, so I have to catch up. But it's... Uh, there is a character played by Joanne Whaley, formerly Joanne Whaley Kilmer. Um, oh, she's the nun. A very no-nonsense nun, and it kind of reminded me of the characters I liked on the recent TV show, The Exorcist, where these are clergy who have their own problems, who have their own distinctive personalities, who are not characters carved of marble. They're not self-righteous. These are just very flawed people. And they sometimes just sort of viewed as their job. This is my job. I'm a nun, and she's kind of almost in that uh, in that area. I don't know what's going to happen to her character. We're halfway through, so that's why I said I can't really make a recommendation. But, but so far, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, no, I'm liking it too. This falling asleep was no fault of the movie. No. I was tired. It's exhausting for those of you in other it's parts a lot. of There's the a lot going on. world. We are living in the middle of of you know this. Oh, the worst fire in California probably ever in recorded ever. history. Yep. And with the highest until next rate. year. I mean, well, no, I mean, let's it was it last week. Last year's was the worst ever, and now mm. this year's is the worst. And ever. This is horrible. There are many, many fatalities. It, it could not have been presented by sweeping if or raking. If you're curious, that's bullshit. It's hard to breathe. You know, it we hurts. went out briefly on Sunday, and it was physically exhausting to try to breathe and to get through it. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, I uh, I left my work the other day uh, to go up the street to, to get a soda for you. Thank you. And it was like looking through a gauze. That's what the world looked like. I couldn't see the end of the street because it was that thick with smoke. And so I can't, and so the, the modern situation here is that people are just walking around wearing uh, masks. Masks. Um, and they're... Um, saying you should. We, I'm not because I'm terrible. I don't spend enough time outside. I feel like it, but after Sunday, it really. You was should be like, doing it inside too. They're saying. Yeah, which is ridiculous. You know that yep. we've come to this. I, I'm not complaining about the situation. I'm glad that you know we're staying out of the outdoors. <clears throat> but um, yeah, it's pretty bad here. So that's that's one of the reasons why maybe we're exhausted this week, mm-hmm. struggling just to breathe through a night. It's something. Yeah. Agreed. It's hard. So, more sleeping. Also, I was up until 2 this morning, so. Go you. So, we have to have a discussion. Mm -hmm. What are we doing next week? Um, Well, I'm hoping that we don't see Moulin Rouge. No, Uh, it's not December yet. We have a bonus week. Okay. What? What? Will. We. Do who? Was there anything left on our list to see? What do you mean? Like uh, other things for November? Yeah. Well, let me see. I don't know. This month was a rough one. I'm surprised. I, I, I like this film. This one, uh, yeah. this one was good. Yeah. 
I don't think I could watch it again. It's very long. It's very Although long. I could have it on in the background probably. Yeah. For 1988, we had talked about, or yeah, we had talked about maybe doing The Land Before Time. Mm-hmm. They Live, Child's Play, Distant Thunder, Ernest Saves Christmas, uh, The Chocolate War, Fresh Horses. These are things that I do not know. Cocoon the Return, Scrooged, but The Land Before Time I had highlighted. No, it's The Land Before Time. Um, for 98, because have you seen The Land Before Time? Mm, I can't imagine you have not seen The Land Before I Time. I might have at some point a long time ago, but I was too old for children's movies about dinosaurs. Uh, 1998, uh, oh, one, have you seen Babe, A Pig in the City? No. So that is another option. I hear Jesse Thorne loves that movie. Well, let me try that one then. For November 2008, I've seen all of these movies, except Transporter 3. All of those are options for me. So, I don't know. Those are those are the additional things. We could do something current. Mm-hmm. We could look forward and do an extra December thing. Babe so, Pig in the City. We should gonna do Babe Pig in the City? All right. Babe, Pig in the City. So next week, we're going we're gonna to watch Babe Pig in the City. Have you seen Babe? Mm, yes, I believe I did. Okay. It's a sequel. Okay. So, you got to know that that Babe is a pig. Oh. And he's owned by James Cromwell, who's a tall. Okay. Okay. All right. I think that's going to bring us to the end. I think we're just babbling now, and it's Mm going to just mostly be shit I got to cut out. So, um, thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Uh, We are uh, on Facebook and Twitter. Twitter at LatecomersPod. And Facebook, uh, you can look for Latecomers Podcast. We've got a group and a page. And that's what I have to say about that. Mm-hmm. And you can uh, email us if you have any questions or comments or ideas for what we should do for our next um, season, which is going to start in January. Uh-huh. And we have an idea for that we'll talk about maybe next time. Uh-huh. Um, email us at latecomerspod at gmail.com. We wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. And we hope that you are with uh, people that you love. Uh, Whether that's family you that like you chose family, or family or, that you were born to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, we will talk to you next week. And remember, better, better late than, than never. never. And also, don't drink and drove. <laughs> it's the best thing I've ever seen.